Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the amazing Karen Randazzo. Damn this country and everyone in it! <laughs> and the wonderful Chris Randazzo. This is a no good! <laughs> <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this week was Chris's week. He chose The State. Season three, episode two. There's no name for it, but it's amazing. Um, but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we should be watching. Tell us what we should avoid. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us how you're doing, because we really do care. Chris. Hi. Now, I think Karen made mention last week when you said that we were watching the show, that the most uttered phrase in your house comes from this episode. One of the most quoted things that has been going on in our house, yes, comes comes from this, okay. as of late. Now, oh, it's as of late, because I was watching this, and there were so many, like, I, as, <laughs> as I was watching, I was trying to picture, like, Karen just turning to you and going, Issa the Popa, and that didn't fit. I feel it was something to do with Lincoln. No, no, no. Your no. your initial thought was correct. We we have been quoting the uh, we quote the Pope all the time. <laughs> this a no is a no good. <laughs> and here comes a the Pope. <laughs> hey, I'm a the Pope. <laughs> He's a, such a nice guy. This... That's okay. Gets a lot of it too. You know, like you know, something's going on. That's okay. <laughs> The Pope is just so nice. All right, so it I, is. Uh, it's just so strange watching this right after. Is it so strange? Finish, <laughs> is it so strange? Uh, uh, watching this after just finishing Veronica Mars, where Ken Marino is <laughs> not this at all. No. Well, nah. Yeah, I mean, a, little, a little, a little flavor of this. It's always, it. it's always in his blood. <laughs> this. Okay, what made now specifically you chose this episode for De Popa? Just yeah, seriously, just for that. This is not the best episode of the state. Okay, I mean, and it's still really freaking good. Really, <laughs> shit. There are no the bad of the bad episodes bay. of the state. Oh, sitting on the dock of the bed. <laughs> so, that sketch unfortunately has ruined that song for this house. Not for me. I like it. I think it's a perfectly great song. I like going to shredding, but. Every time it gets brought up, Chris refers to this sketch, and he's like, I can't listen to that song. I'm like, God damn it. It's a good song. Fuck you, the state. So as I was trying to figure out, because I have all of the episodes on my computer, and they are cataloged oddly, so I'm trying to communicate, because Chris didn't want to, you didn't want to tell me specifically what to look for, and I was like, all right, so does it start with this? Does it start... And... It took me a, a few episodes to figure it out, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 
skits in this episode. And it starts off with Tanner's Guide to Jane. You know, you think you know somebody. That shit was And what's funny. genius about that, the genius cap on that is when he gets hauled off on a hand truck. <laughs> hand truck. Like, for no reason at all. The whole goddamn thing is so bizarre. It really sets the tone for like, oh, hey, you've never seen this show? Watch this shit. It'll be 60 seconds. And now then you'll have uh, a good idea of how you have no idea what's going on. If you've never <laughs> seen this show. Take off all their clothes, jump into a tiny, tiny box. <laughs> The game is up, Moriarty. <laughs> Drop the pistol and let the orphans go. <laughs> I, I okay. So, <clears throat> if you've never seen the state, I don't like the it's sketch comedy at its weirdest because it's it's, like, a, it's definitely among the weirdest. It's very bizarre. It's bizarre. Like like Saturday Night Live is pretty straightforward. It's sketch comedy. But like this, like, this is helmet wearing sketch comedy. Like you got to be careful falling down the state rabbit hole because you'll you won't come out until you're done with however forty four seasons. Like four seasons, yeah. There's it's just it's like borderline addicting. Like all right, so you got Jane. That's how that's how we're introduced to this episode. Mm. Then prom photos. <laughs> Can we at least use our with <laughs> um, it? Yeah, our albino. albino. Can at least albino. use our albino. <laughs> what kind of albino is that? Would you get those weights? On it? <laughs> this albino comes out. He's lifting weights, and like the guy's complaint isn't that there's an albino there. It's that he's not good enough. So Kevin Allison's albino is just not as good as Ben Garrett's. <laughs> okay, then we move on to sea monkeys. Gentleman needs to house it, and he needs to feed this other guy's sea monkeys. And apparently, if you take care of sea monkeys, they'll grow to full maturity to be the size of Dan Marino. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so Joe Latrulio of Brooklyn Nine Nine fame, if uh, if you're watching current TV, he's the guy who's who's babysitting these these sea monkeys, and they're all like super happy, silly things. And then as soon as Kevin Allison leaves the room, they get like real tough on him because he told this story about how when he was a kid he spilled his uh, his sea monkeys, and they're like all like threatening him, like be ashamed, somebody spilled you. And then you know Kevin Allison comes back into the room. It's it's almost like a Michigan J Frog type of sketch. And uh, it, one of the on jokes, and <laughs> yeah, on. The, cap. the cap on that is great. But one of the jokes that I love the most in this is one of the reasons Kevin Allison leaves the room is he just goes, he puts his hands on the side of his face and says, <laughs> oh my God, I forgot my sideburns. <laughs> and that was tied for my quote for this episode. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> huh. But yes, the capper on that episode was so you've got these giant full size, full human sized <laughs> sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. Says, Take care of the pet rock, and then he looks up. Oh, good God! A giant boulder falls on him. Human sized sea monkeys. All right. I think I just found the episode title. Uh, okay, so and then um, hits from the seventies that is split into two parts where. It's a take on those those CDs from the the commercials about the CDs from the the decade hits, and all they yeah. sing is sitting on the dock of the bay. And it's not even that it like 
it's it's Carrie Kenny sitting on a, a couch by herself. And they don't play the song. She just sits and sings to the camera, sitting on the dock of the bay, acapella. (laughs) Soulfully. Like, she puts some stank on it. (laughs) And that's wonderful. And that's funny enough. But then it comes back from the commercial break. Because the the state used to do this great thing. Like, sometimes they would have, like, fake commercials right around the commercial break. (laughs) Like, they've done a handful of really, really good ones. One with piggy shoes that actually looked like it really looked like a, a commercial that could fool you for a little bit of like a bunch of guys playing basketball. And then all of a sudden they're like, you need piggy shoes. And then like every time they step down on the heel, they make piggy noises. Absolutely hysterical. <laughs> but so this one comes back like MTV comes back for a commercial break. And it's another commercial for this same 70s thing, except now Tom Lennon is calling uh, Carrie Kinney on the phone and he's hey, he sings do it. You have right that? back. To- <laughs> And he does the whistle, <laughs> the whistling part. Oh, all right. Um, followed by Kabuki Doug. Now, Kabuki Doug, if you have not seen the state, is a little out of place, but there is... Okay, so they take their most popular skits or some of their most popular skits or characters in their most popular skits and make them do Kabuki theater, but still with the theme of their original skits. It's very bizarre. This is Weird. this is my least favorite sketch in the episode. Weird. Like it's really? still pretty funny. But... I wasn't a fan of toothbrush. Toothbrush oh, was I just weird. Toothbrush. <laughs> that was weird. The kabuki thing smelled to me of like people who went to theater school and had to learn about all different kinds of theater were like, they learned about Kabuki and they're like, well, when the hell are we ever going to get the chance to do this? Let's throw it in here. I got it. All like right. They, they tried to find a way to mix it in with what they do and uh, do with mixed results. I wanted, because some of it's hilarious. I, did, I didn't pay attention to what they were actually saying. I was just reading the subtitles because uh, I just assumed that they weren't really speaking Japanese or, or whatever. Chinese. I don't speak Japanese, but I do watch a lot of anime, and at least some of it's legit. Okay. Like, some of those words I, I recognized. I don't know how legit it was, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went all the way through and learned how to say all that stuff in Japanese. Interesting. Interesting. All right, then it was followed by Toothbrush, which was just a weird skit about a gentleman and his love for his toothbrush. This is Michael Ian Black. He's got a toothbrush. And he's super happy. He's brushing his teeth, and they go through this ridiculous montage of him like running around. Let's do. He's, wait, gets, what is it? Let's do amazing things set to music. Set to popular music. Set to popular music. Like I really thought that was the quote. That Let's run around and do things to popular music, and it's it's weird. This is one of those things that you probably. You probably have a nefarious version of this that has the original music. We have the DVDs that doesn't have the original music, and it's, it always rubs me the wrong way because I know these sketches so well and not having the original music. This is one of the ones that doesn't hurt so bad, but okay. I, I loved this sketch so much when I was younger, and uh, I, it still holds up pretty well for me anyway. Just, I mean, I, I love Michael Ian Black, and he just halfway through it, for no reason, just... I have to let you, if you love something, you have to set it free. And so he leaves his toothbrush in the grass and he runs away and it ruins his entire life that he doesn't have this toothbrush anymore. His teeth are falling out. His house is a mess. He's all unshaven and nasty. Then the doorbell rings and the toothbrush, toothbrush, you came back to me and you started a family. (laughs) He happily brushes his teeth with all four toothbrushes and it's just delightful. 
All right. And then <clears throat> Lincoln Logs, the unauthorized <laughs> biography of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things that has ever happened on this show. <laughs> All right. How would you explain this without going into, like, without just rehashing the actual skit? <laughs> Let's just say it's it's li- the other side of Lincoln. It's Abraham Lincoln as an angry drunk, <laughs> as an angry, drunken racist. And my favorite part of this whole skit is when John Wilkes Booth walks into the room, <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln proceeds to Mr. threaten President? him. John I Wilkes will- Booth, I'll kill you for what you've seen here today. Kill you, I say. He actually, takes shots at him. <laughs> huh. um, okay. <laughs> ben Garrett does such an Abraham Lincoln because like he kind of looks the part. He's except he's super short, so it's hilarious on that. The level, camera but... work was amazing because he did not seem that short. <laughs> oh god, what a what a great sketch! <sighs> okay, then followed up by staring contest. <sighs> okay, this all right. What made this skit? For me, was yes, it was it was a funny little staring contest between a couple of the, the the actors and whatnot. But at the very end, the it's it's Michael start, Ian Black. Is it Michael Ian Black that said that passes the note? No, Michael. It's in the wig with the at and, the end with yeah, the, with the, the glowing bow tie. The, yeah, okay. that was Michael Ian Black. That was Michael Ian Black. Okay, so because it's Ken Marino <laughs> as a bully, and it's playing off like typical bully stereotype, right? So they're in a classroom, and Ken Marino passes uh, Mike Showalter a note, and it says, "I'm going to get you after class," and like it looks like he's going to go beat him up. And this is where it's really weird if you pay attention because this school is clearly set in the '90s, except five or six characters are from the '50s. Yes. Like the leather you've got like three greasers and like the girl in the the fifties outfit with the scarf, like the the like racing grease lightning or something, which is ridiculous. But instead of fighting, they're having a staring contest. First one to laugh wins. And the bit where Ken Marino spits out the cigarette, (laughs) starts puffing on it. I don't know. That wasn't shot backwards because the smoke is going up. Like that's just awesome. All right, so. Gentleman wins. He is then challenged by Michael Ian Black, who happens to be wearing this big (laughs) yellow Afro wig and a light up bow tie and looks very clown like. Very funny ending to that skit. The note says, I hear you're good. (laughs) What makes this skit even better is the lead in to the next skit which is the oh, Popa yeah. visits, you see those characters running down the block. <laughs> like, yeah, they're cha- like Michael Ian Black and two other people in wigs are chasing after Showalter, and it's hysterical. <laughs> <sighs> I believe the original... What was the music in this sketch? I have sketch? no idea. I I'm pretty sure this was set to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers um, in the original. <laughs> okay. Is, yeah, just oh, it was MTV at the time. All right, yeah, make sure that it makes sense. They could have gotten that. Oh yeah, th- this show was all popular music. Like it was all like lots and lots of the stuff that was happening at the time. There's you know Chili Peppers and Smashing Pumpkins and and all sorts of stuff was in this show. And that was one of the reasons it took so long to get to DVD was because they just they never even similar to like Wonder Years they never conceived of being able to get these kinds of rights to sell on the home video market. So what the state did, which is really admirable, is they 
put a lot of effort into finding new music that could at least uh, recreate the tone when they couldn't get the rights to those music, Mm -hmm. uh, the original music. And I think they did a really, really good job for the most part. But I mean, you know, Barry and LeVon without sexual healing is just just kind of hurts. You know, it's LeVon. There's a whole skit about a house being infested with fleas, as in, no, no, um, no, they, uh, do you have mice? No. Is it rats? No, it's Slash, as in Slash from Guns N' Roses has infested their house. And so it's the whole it's a great skit where Ken Marino is dressed up as Slash, and they're like, you know, putting giant traps around the house, and he's like eating their bread and whatnot. It's hysterical. And then they end it on, oh, now we got rid of Slash, but now we have fleas. And there's like 13 fleas from the Red Hot Chili Peppers jumping up and down in their house. And it's a great skit, but they got none of that music for the DVD release, which is, it's so sad. <sighs> All right. All right. And the show is wrapped up by th- the Popa is coming. <laughs> that is that the title of it? The I Popa so. visit. <laughs> the Popa visit. <laughs> okay. All right. The most over the top stereotypical Italian accents ever. The most over-the-top stereotypical Italian visuals ever. The 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 old school Italian restaurant, the the stark white suits, and the amazing amount of filth that came in this episode was ridiculous. <laughs> like And he's not talking about like dirty humor. He's talking actual filth. filth like pots of tomato sauce, buckets of, what was it, the, used oil? Look out for the waste oil. <laughs> waste oil, that's <laughs> it. The thing that cracks me up about this sketch, I never laugh harder than when Ken Marino turns around and just throws an entire <laughs> pot of marinara at the wall. It's fantastic. <sighs> and then the Pope shows up and he's all cool about it. It's This show is so much fun and so weird and like just like it just keeps one upping itself as the the <laughs> as like just in weirdness it just progressively gets odder as as the show goes on and it's so fun and it's you see a lot of people started here that you would recognize now like what was i watching i was watching what movie? The movie with the, the acapella girls, the comedy, not Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Yes. And I think it's Joe Latriglio. Yes. Makes an Joel appearance in that. that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, he's from the state. Like they show up all over the place. They do. They've 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 all moved on to have like all manner of careers. You know, Michael Patrick Jan has directed a bunch of stuff. You know, a lot of them did Reno nine one one. Obviously they're big in they're most of what hot American summer, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, <clears throat> it's good stuff. So much fun. So entertaining. So funny. And like, and so short. Yes. They ended it. I was like, that's it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, you know, I always want more of the state, but like, what the hell, man? And it does not feel like it was in the mid nineties. Like, they're not dated. They're so weird that you can't tell when they actually filmed these. <laughs> Which is great. Like, because most of the Saturday Night Live stuff, you could tell, like, oh, that's from the 80s. Or, like, you could feel, like, they have a, I don't know, a theme to them that you, you know when they're from. They're dated. These mm-hmm. do not. You <clears throat> Toothbrush could have been filmed three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. 
So, if you have- I, I, I do have to say that uh, we did get one comment on a Facebook uh, post about this. So I like to say that we're going to talk about the shows and whatnot. And we did a, a friend of mine, Sean Rothwell, uh, messaged me and said he wanted me to say on the show, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I think fire is magic. <laughs> it scares me a lot. <laughs> That is from a season one skit called Old Fashioned Guy, where it's just like Tom Lennon standing in front of like a lake or something and just saying something either so ridiculously, just completely ridiculous, or in some cases, just absurdly sexist, just like, call me old fashioned, but women voters, welcome to planet Mars. I'll be in my spaceship. And then he whistles and walks away and he's doing the whole thing while just whittling wood. And it's. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous <clears throat> yes i with the, the post on facebook i had a couple like oddly the most comments i'd ever received for this and all of them referenced da popa and how it is the greatest thing ever <laughs> so um the okay so this is oh it is available on prime which is good um it's nefariously it was tough it was a hard find but there i went out picked it up on itunes um and now it's also available on amazon prime so if you have not watched this state you're doing yourself a disservice the show is so good and so much fun it's really one of the best sketch comedy shows i've ever seen i mean it, it ranks up there so high for me and when this show is on point, it is so ridiculously on point, and so much of the comedy is relatively timeless because it's it's absurd and it's not all based entirely on you know modern stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never been the hugest fan of Saturday Night Live, but you know, I dig the kids in the hall, and uh, <clears throat> I, I obviously love Monty Python, and like I, I seriously think that this this is as good as any other sketch comedy out there it's it is you know unfortunately ruthlessly tied to mtv and yeah. you know as such they weren't willing to pony up any of the the rights for the the music or anything but like evan said it's on amazon you can get the dvd for 20 bucks and it's the whole series and i can't could not possibly recommend it more it's it's just wonderful i concur all right i also concur <laughs> well I mean, if it, it would be a harder relationship between the two of you if you did not agree with the benefits of the state. So, <laughs> all Weird. right, let uh, <laughs> thank you, Chris. I appreciate you, you coming up with this suggestion. Um, You're very welcome. <clears throat> let's take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. For Creators Month over on the Waveback Podcast, Chris and Matt are joined by special guest Dan Ryan to talk about some of their favorite creators of video game-inspired music. They played tracks by Megaran, The Floppatron, Brendel Floss, and more. You haven't heard Donkey Kong Country 2's Snaky Shanty till you've heard it played on a kazoo. Don't believe me? Check out Waveback Podcast, episode 51, Creators Month Special. Continuing the trend for our Creators Month, Karen decided to write about some creators she's only recently come to appreciate. She's never been much of a fan of visual art, but lately she's come across some by some fantastic geeky women that really speaks to her. Find out all about some great female artists and how you can support them in Art Appreciation, located in the Think Tank. GeekAid's newest writer, Ernie Rockelman, has some fantastic news for horror fans. 
the late-lamented Fangoria, beloved by all as the industry standard of genre magazines, is returning! Learn a little about its history and the journey it's taking to make its way back into the hands of the fans in Fangoria Fans Rejoice. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back! Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's talk news. Um, all right. First off, Karen, you posted this one. From, <laughs> got this from the Nerdist, and it is by far the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Um, okay, so apparently David Harbour did a thing with Greenpeace for like retweets and sent him to Antarctica. To because David Harbour is the best kind of whore. Yeah. Y- yes. Yes. Because he's done all kinds of shit for like uh, Twitter posts now and uh, Twitter likes and retweets, and they've all been wonderful. <laughs> I just scrolled down in this, and I and I keep seeing the tide thing. Um, so apparently, <laughs> all all if he got a tweet retweeted, what is it? Two hundred thousand times. Yeah. Uh, they they t- Greenpeace took him to Antarctica to hang out with the emperor penguins, and the video was posted on his Twitter account, and it is adorable. Salut. Um, he he does his tide dance with the emperor penguins. It's amazing. I mean, so worth the watch. <laughs> He's the best. Raised, a, I'm assuming raised at least a bunch of awareness so good on yeah, david mean, he didn't just go to dance with penguins he went to like exactly raise awareness for greenpeace and saving the antarctic he's like uh, marky mark in clueless there you go taking time from his busy pants dropping schedule to plant a tree <laughs> uh all right next up from ew um Entertainment Weekly brings us the next Jessica Jones trailer. Wow. Wow. This looks good. looks so good. Looks really good. And Uh, this shit is next week. Which means I have to watch The Punisher this weekend. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Um, Yeah. Something tells me you don't actually have to. I don't think they're going to connect to each other very much, which is fine because we're going to watch Jessica Jones before we watch Punisher. I'm pretty sure that's how that's going to go down. Okay. Okay. I I feel like I have because they released it. I feel like I have to like the Netflix. The Netflix overlords have have spoken and I have to watch them in that order. (laughs) I. Whatever. Think outside the box, Evan. Uh, I'll try. Um, Think outside the bun. Taco Bell. Get out of my house. Can I go get Taco Bell? The trailer was... I'm just going to, you know, steamroll right over that. The trailer was amazing. Really, really good. Looks really good. The problem I had is I can't tell what are flash... Like, not flashback scenes. um, Cuts from the previous season. Like... A lot of the there's a lot of interaction between her and Luke, and I feel like that was from season one. I think you're correct. Okay, which is yeah, fine. There, there was definitely some scenes intercut from previous seasons and from this season, and I get what you're saying. It was it was kind of confusing, but I also think they're trying to demonstrate how 
everything that's happened to her since the start of the show has sort of built her up to get her to this place and where she's bouncing a ball against the wall in anger management <laughs> it they look it looks like they're doing a really really good job um march 8th yeah yeah netflix doing it right more from ew <laughs> I thought this was fake. When I just saw this in our in our right? Slack feed, the image looks so fake that I didn't pay any attention to it till earlier today. And apparently Tom Cavanaugh and Grant Gustin are doing a movie together. I think it's a, like a short film. Okay. Close enough. Um, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it looks like so much fun, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks like these two guys just like have so much fun hanging out on set together. They decided to like just make a dumb movie. <laughs> so I, I, Which is great. I, I want to see it. Like I don't know where. Where does it say where I'm going to be able to see it? Am I going to be able to see it, or is this just a horrible tease? <laughs> uh, I think it said somewhere in here the release details are coming soon. Cool. They look. So it, they look like two idiots trying to rob a bank. And mayhem ensues. Comedy ensues. Check that out. The, tra- the trailer is very cute. It's very cute. Uh, a couple of stills from behind the scenes. Um, looks like a lot of fun. Look, a, Very out of place for the grant that we know. Tom has been doing this sort of crap for a while. Um, but Grant Gustin is going to spread those wings and make me laugh, which I'm okay with. Release detail, or, or yeah, release date announced in March. So, good. Stay tuned. Um, this next one from from Deadline. Now, I am not a Walking Dead person, as I've made abundantly clear on this podcast. Um, Laura Cohen, Cohen, Lauren Cohen, Cohen. She's not dead. No. Okay. Good. Cool. I mean, we're not Walking Dead people either, but. It says in here somewhere that All right, she's, she's still, still on the as, show as of whatever the current season is eight, I think. But apparently she is not locked into AMC anymore. Like it's not official because there were some contractual issues with malarkey. Yeah, we'll call, we'll call it malarkey where the guys are getting paid a buttload more than the women, which really isn't that cool. Um, so she was eligible to accept some other offers. And one of those things is an ABC pilot called Whiskey Cavalier. Now, here's like, <laughs> I respect her wanting to like stand up for equal pay for The Walking Dead. She is one of the best things about that show. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely deserves equal pay. Mm hmm. This show that she's gone to in ABC sounds terrible. Yes. And reminds me a lot of the thing that Haley Atwell did after Agent Carter. Yes. Not necessarily in like subject <sighs> material, but just like in level of like it's another ABC thing that sounds like it's working too hard and it's not going to be a good show <laughs> and it's going to get canceled and then she's going to have like blown it. <sighs> Well, let's just hope that things work out with AMC and The Walking Dead, because they uh, they've already been renewed for season nine, and she's still alive, so she should be there, and she should be getting paid what 
Everybody, you know, all the guys are getting paid. That's, that's the way it should be. Equal. Level. Same views. <laughs> Karen, you posted up don't, this next one as well. Don't it, say samesies, okay? Why? Why say, Why <laughs> not samesies? It just sounded weird when you said it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, now, I read this, this next one from Radio Times, and I... I think it's pretty cool. I'm curious as to how a Who fan, like a like a a, a diehard Who we're fan, called, feels. We're called Whovians. Does this matter to you? <laughs> I mean, the it's logo? something they do periodically. It really doesn't have anything to do with um, Jodie Whittaker specifically. Uh, it's cool. I like it. I like the design. There's a lot of people out there who are being all butthurt that. Oh, they're changing everything. This is all because of the, they, it's a woman, so they got to do everything new and change everything and make it all suck. And I'm like, like they changed it for they changed it for Capaldi. It? They changed it. They changed it for every doctor. They changed it for Smith. Right? Was that yeah. Matt Smith was when they first did the current logo, and then they altered it slightly for Capaldi, and even the new logo for the new series when um, Eccleston was was on was different from the previous they iteration. It every doctor, they changed the logo, they changed the opening title, they changed the interior of the TARDIS, they changed the doctor. Doctor Who is change. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> Seriously, like they actually changed the music in Doctor Who several times in Tenant's run. <laughs> so and there's. There's other people on the other end of the spectrum out there that just, it's pointed out in this article that are like, well, if you turn in the logo on its side and you look at the end where the O is and you look how the, the, the slash that's going through it goes into the H, it looks like the, the international symbol for female and that's on purpose. Like, oh, okay. Whoa. Oh, is that, is that what that is? I did not see that. I got to look at this now. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't think that point is made in this article. I think it's in LinkedIn. I just want to see if I can see it. Wait, what's it's the international like, symbol for for female? It's the it's the, the circle with the cross at the bottom. Okay. So oh, I see it. You got to turn your head. Uh, yeah. All right. So it's, in this article, they have <laughs> the the silhouette of her, the new Doctor Who logo, and then there's it's. It's circled what you're talking about, but it just says there's a big arrow and a question mark, and they don't explain why that image is there. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they, no, that does. I don't think that's intentional. That doesn't look. I think that's you know because I know exactly what that is. It's whatever it is. Ten months between the Christmas special and the premiere, and they've got to fucking talk about something. <laughs> yeah. True. There you go. There you go. All right, I'm glad it's not, you know, ruffling your feathers, and but it's no, just a I logo. But no, I mean it's fine. It's great. Get over it, people. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, I, I think it's great. Right above, um, right above the image with the circle and the big arrow and question mark. There's a link to another article that talks about whether there's a secret message hidden in the logo, oh. and that's what it is. Uh, that's what they're saying the secret message is. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big stinking pile of whatever, because I think it's a really great-looking logo. It, it I'm, is. I'm very happy with classy it. Classy and smooth-looking. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Me too. Can't wait to hear the music, though. Cannot wait to hear the music. They they Didn't they play a little of it? Is there a video clip of it in this article somewhere? There is. I don't know that it yes. has. I don't know if it has music, that though. Have, I don't think it had the theme music in it. No, you're right, but there's, there, there's a little, like, hint of it. Yeah, like, you can kind of tell... 
the style that they're going for. And I'm very curious what it's going to be like because, you know, the Doctor Who theme is just so iconic. It's such a great piece of music. And uh, I, I think I nerded out about this last week at some point, too. I don't know. I'm sure it still uh, will I'm be. I'm excited for it. The only thing I don't like is the, like, sort of thumbnail image they have of it where it just says Who and it's inside a circle. That's the new, um, like, profile picture for the Doctor Who Facebook account. Uh-huh. And I just don't like the idea of them trying to go towards the show being called who okay okay yeah i can see that Um, and that's saying that's definitely what they're doing but if that's what they're doing um, i'm not such a fan of that Mm, i don't like that either that's fair okay um next up from the oscar.org website apparently 10 more presenters have been announced they include Gail Godot, Mark Hamill, Army Hammer, Oscar Isaac, Lynn Manuel, oh Miranda, Miranda, Gina Rodriguez, Eva Marie Saint, Wes Studi, Kelly Marie Tran, and uh, Zendia. Zendaya. Zendaya. Okay. Wow, you you missed an opportunity to 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 whisper Miranda. I'm very disappointed. Oh damn. I thought that's where you were going when you stopped. I thought you were just going to go, Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> and then just start kicking everyone's ass. <laughs> um, Ruthie, Oti, Bars. Firefly. Okay, so looking at this list of presenters, <laughs> do you know what it says to me? What? <laughs> it says, okay, guys, let's try and get ahead of this thing where you know people are going to watch the Oscars and they're going to hashtag us and be like, Oh, the Oscars don't care about sci-fi. Oh, the Oscars don't care about people of color. So they went out and got a bunch of people of color and nerds. And they're like, hey, let's throw them into the Oscars. All right. I, can I see. mean, it's like one, two, three, three Star Wars actors. Um, one Wonder from Woman. Wonder Woman. And then you got Gina Rodriguez and Lin-Manuel and Kelly Marie Tran, who fits both categories, and Zendaya. I don't know what she's in, but she's in a lot of stuff. She's in Spider-Man: Homecoming, right? There you go, another Spider-Man thing, another another uh, superhero thing, nerd thing. So, yeah, I think that they're they're trying to uh, they're trying to improve their image with certain demographics that have been maybe underrepresented. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. So, if you are if you are an award show person, Sunday, March fourth. Uh, I think the broadcast is at 8 p.m. And I will be live tweeting at Shoot the Moon on Twitter. Um, so, as I always am at Oscar time, because even though I'm old and I have children and I never get to go to the movies anymore, I still love the Oscars. <laughs> that was adorable. All right. Um, how is this McDonald's Szechuan sauce still a thing? <laughs> Good question. How is, how is it possibly a thing still? Um. All right. So apparently they are doing a podcast now about the the phenomenon that was Rick and Morty and Szechuan sauce. It's like the more McDonald's tries to get this right, the more they get it wrong. It seems. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like no, wait, no. Podcasts are cool. Let's do podcasts. Like, no, guys. No, no. no. Settle down. <laughs> Nobody cares about this this much. <laughs> So, yeah, check out the the link in the show notes to listen to a podcast about 
the McDonald's Szechuan sauce? Craze. I mean, possibly our friends over at the uh, unofficial Rick and Morty podcast care. Maybe. But uh, <laughs> other than that. Other than that, I got nobody on that list. All right. Chris, you you, you posted up this next one from SuperheroHype.com. Um, I looked at the it's a it's a, a trailer or a teaser for the new Lost in Space from Netflix, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. Yeah, I'm not hurt or offended. I'm not cross. Of course, it doesn't show much. Does not it does not show much? No. Um, but so far I'm okay. They you did get the at the end the. Danger, Will Robinson, and I liked the way they I did, did that. Yes, that was very nice. I liked the way there they did that. There was no sign of Joey from Friends or Lacey Chabert, <laughs> so there wasn't a little CG monkey creature hopping around. Um, I'm all right so far. So far, so good. Um, what was okay? So I am not a a what, Piper Piper. What's it? Piper. What's her name? Piper. Po, po, no, Parker Posey. Oh, Parker Posey. I'm not a Parker Posey fan. Okay, I just I don't know. She it's just something about her bothers me. And when have I have you seen Josie and the Pussycats? Yes, yes. And you still don't like I her. I still don't like her. I can't help you. <laughs> um, and when I heard that she was playing Doctor Smith, I was like, oh, this means I'm not gonna like this show because of her. Um, there is one image of her and <laughs> um, Will. And I don't know if it's just the, the like the the centering of the photo or it, there's nothing in it, but it's just off-putting to me. And I'm like, all right, tonally it fits. We'll see. Well, you're not supposed to like Doctor Smith. No, you're not. <sighs> I, all right, so they are. Uh, that's coming out April thirteenth this year. So check that out i guess if we find out anymore we'll 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 tack it into here i mean i'm interested i i I have a soft spot for lost in space it's more of a it's more nostalgia than content because i very i have almost no recollection of the actual show like i know i've seen it i just I, i i saw it when i was too young to really make too much of an impression past all the mystery science theater jokes about it in later years and obviously that that crap hole movie that came out but uh you know i like the concept of this show and i think it's one of those things that there's still stories to tell with that setting especially with a a different take on it i think i think this could be good could be good could be good (laughs) it's certainly better than trying to reboot the uh the abc series lost but put it in space oh oh man (laughs) that'd be awesome oh my that would be awesome i want josh holloway on a spaceship (laughs) (laughs) i am upset with both of you right now all right next um i'm not 100 percent sure why you put you posted this one chris but superstore just because you need to be aware of where (laughs) things are in the world (laughs) all right well i don't know what it says about our country but Superstore has been renewed for season four, and I'm I'm okay with that. I watched the show on on the Hulu's, not like I, I I don't intend to watch this show. I'm like, hey, I'm bored. I'm sitting here. Let's what's available on Hulu? Oh, I got six episodes of this to watch. That's you know an hour and a half, two hours of my life I can let go, and it's not. I could just 
put some paint on a wall and watch it dry, <laughs> but now watch this instead. Yeah. Sort of. I'm okay. So, there. Um, just just thought everyone should be aware Superstore has been renewed for another season at NBC. <laughs> the bar will remain exactly where it is. <laughs> Um, okay, Hollywood Reporter tells us that Disney is planning on another Muppets reboot. Guys, <laughs> reboot, guys. reboot. Have, have we talked about this before? Let it lie. I love the Muppets more than anyone else, as much as anyone else, anyway. But like, we need to let it lie. Yeah. I'm I'm good with this. I was actually really happy to hear this really? because, well, I mean, because the last one was just such a sour note. Okay. And like I, I'm, I want the Muppets to be more than just a movie franchise because it feels like the the movies just kind of be in this situation where it's always about getting the Muppets back together. And like, I would just like a TV show about the Muppets being together and something more in line with the original Muppet show. And there's nothing else like that on TV. You know, variety shows have more or less died because it's such an antiquated format. But if anything can make it work, it's the Muppets. And in a streaming service where they're not relying on like live ratings and whatnot, I feel like it's something that could potentially work. I think there is a good TV show to be made with the Muppets. And after whatever the hell that was that ABC did to the Muppets, um, especially when it started to write the ship and it started becoming vaguely interesting towards the end. Like I want to see, I want to see someone get this right. And I think that Disney, if they're looking at something like this to be something that's kind of flagshipy for the beginning of their streaming service, I think they're going to put some effort into it. And but do I know you, a lot did of you folks read the rest of this article. No, I did not. Okay. So it was, uh, all right. Also po- uh, poised to be part of the TV slate, according to Iger. Is that how you pronounce that, Iger? Mm-hmm. Are reboots of the Star Maker, High School Musical, and uh, Monsters, Inc. A TV version of the Mighty Ducks. Do-do-do, there was another one here. Uh, family titles. The Parent Trap, Father of the Bride, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like... <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. Like, I, I, I can't... I feel like they're just going... Like, to fill a streaming network. Like, they can't start with just their movies. Mm-hmm. Because it won't last. They have to figure out original content out the gate. Yeah. And, and they have... So I'm 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 game for a lot of the things that you just said that makes so much sense because they have all they have so many intellectual properties and the you know direct to DVD market isn't what it used to be. This is the equivalent to that. So as as long as they approach it with some level of quality, I don't know, man. I I, I think it'd be cool to have a Mighty Ducks TV series. <laughs> like I loved the Mighty Ducks when I was a kid. All right. Okay. And I'm not against a good Muppets show. I would like to see a good Muppets show. I just am wary of it actually being possible when they just keep digging up the Muppets and kicking their corpses around yet again. <laughs> like, I think... The, that the, was a horrible mental image. <laughs> the, well, to the, be fair, what have the Muppets been through in the last 10 years? I mean, we had the... What was his Joel Siegel? Was that his name? The... How I Met Your Mother guy? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. You had that movie, yeah. which was fantastic. I absolutely adored that movie. The Whistling Muppet. It was Muppet. followed I up like with the... One. What was it? What was it? His brother, The Whistling Muppet. 
Yeah, he was pretty cool. And then he followed it up with, uh, uh, what was it, Muppets Most Wanted, which we didn't see, but I heard you know good things about. Not great things, but good things. Mm-hmm. So movie-wise, the Muppets were you know, back and in good form. They're better than they had been in a while. Then they followed it up with that ABC show, and that was the big fat pile of crap. And it was just wrong on every every level. So I mean, and the, but then before those movies, they were in really bad shape. There was lots of bad stuff there. So uh, I'm with you. I don't want to. I don't want them to dig up their corpses and kick them around. I want them to pull out the puppets, dust them off, and say, "What made this work in the first place? Let's do that, and then do that." <laughs> what made this work in the first place? Don't do that. I just think they need maybe a little bit more time on the shelf to breathe before they are able to do that well. But we will see, I suppose. We will see. All right. Uh, next link. I don't even where is this coming from? This is just from YouTube. It's the official yeah, trailer, trailer for Good Girls Gone Bad. I had not heard about this, Chris. Where did where did you come about this? Uh, this just popped up in my uh, my YouTube feed one day. I was looking for something on YouTube, and I saw this, and I was like, uh, wait, who, is that Retta from Parks and Rec? And uh, that that's, uh, what's her name? That's Sapphire, Sapphire yep. from, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the third one is... Uh, May Whitman. May Whitman. And I'm like, all right, so I like She's all three the of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. From the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series. Okay. Uh, she was April O'Neil in the last series. I, it, this, um, th- this looks like a movie. It does. It looks like a movie. It looks like it could... I, I watched the trailer and I thought, I like these three actresses. I don't know anything about the creative team. And it looks like it has potential to be good. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. I mean, it does look interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely that sort of trope of like... You know, suburban people think they can get a quick, get rich quick and solve all their financial problems by dipping their toes in the criminal element and it quickly goes sideways. Like, we've definitely seen this story before, but not with these people. So (laughs) I'm not convinced it could be, uh, you know, it could be good. I am. It does make me a little curious that neither one of you had heard about this. And I had, like, a lot. Like, it's all over my Facebook feed. Not from, like, people I know being like, oh, this show looks good, I want to see it. But, like, sponsored posts. Really? Which means they, if, to me, it feels like they're putting it in front of women. Yes. Yeah. Because they think women want to watch it. That's very possibly. Very possible. Because I have not, this is the first I've seen of it. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't seen it before either. It was just it was just there and I saw the people involved and I watched the trailer and said, Hey, this looks kinda cool and I have tremendous amount of respect for all three of those people. It was also interesting to see like I've never seen Retta in anything except Parks and Rec. So when she was like doing a little bit of dramatic acting in the, the trailer, I was like, Hmm, all right. I'll buy this for a dollar. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. All right. <laughs> Now, this next article, I'm going to breeze (laughs) over what the actual article is about, okay? Because the real gem in this article is the video that is attached. Um, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek is to moderate the Pennsylvania gubernatorial debate, which is great, okay? He's a a smart guy. Um, He has voiced his... his, uh, want to moderate for a while now 
But let's be honest. The 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 meat of this article is the video that is attached at the bottom about the episode of Jeopardy that three contestants on the show did not get a single football-related question correct. Oh, yeah. Okay? Now, not only did they not get them correct, they did not even attempt to answer, and Trebek got sassy. It is I worth- fucking hate sassy Trebek. <laughs> I just fucking hate him. <laughs> it was funny. I enjoyed it because the looks on these poor schlubs' faces, it's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's just sports, sports, sports. I had a lot of issues with that that whole thing, like, because that, that circulated a lot around the time of the Super Bowl. I guess they must have put the football category in because of that timing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I watched the category. I watched football. I got some of the questions right. I got did not get some of the questions. But, like, the way they, I forget exactly what it was, but, like, the the question that they put at the $200 level and, like, the $600 level should have been switched. Like, they, it was just all messed up the way they put that category together. But it doesn't matter because none of them were answered. Either right. way, if all goes well, we will see Alex Trebek meet, uh, moderating a gubernatorial debate, which is probably going to be kind of cool because I feel like he is not going to be a pushover. So, at least that's what he says. He's not, he's going to keep the candidates on track and make sure that the answers are given. It's, it's good. Well, that's always what one hopes for in a good debate moderator. So, <sighs> all right. Next up, another, <laughs> Chris, this is another <laughs> YouTubian thing. Now, <sighs> they're rebooting Reboot. Which is just a fun sentence to say. Right? Okay, so reboot. This is a reboot of that cartoon called Reboot, correct? <laughs> I believe so. Okay. Because I think look, all right, I am not a uh I I am not a connoisseur of reboot, as it were. Uh I loved those old CG shows, but I just completely glossed over reboot. I love Transformers Beast Wars. I even can find enjoyment out of Voltron the Third Dimension. But <laughs> This uh, this show just never I just never got around to it, and I've heard very good things about it. Like it's one of those things that I have been meaning to watch at some point in my life, and I just have never gotten around to it. From what I've come to understand, I think a lot of people are saying that this is a reboot of reboot because that's so much fun to say. <laughs> I don't know that it's necessarily a reboot so much as it was. It's just kind of a new version that will connect to the old ones in some way shape or form but i don't know that for sure because i don't know enough about it okay. um this was generally brought to my attention by uh anthony mann uh one of our followers on twitter super cool guy um he uh is is a reboot fan and i believe he uh, when this trailer finally dropped he uh well he nearly died he, he squeed <laughs> um no 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 he would not he would not stop crying <laughs> As most people I know, Alex Wyzek, who writes for this site, uh-huh. also with the fiery passion of a thousand suns, because this looks awful. Oh, yeah, it does. This looks putrid. Oh, yeah, it does. This looks so, so bad. Yeah. I can't I, even I, wrap I, I, my I'm head around I'm trying to figure it. out why you, you're, you're, you gave it to me to, to talk about. <laughs> 
uh, because it's I mean, you like, just wanted to hear a, a reboot of reboot you wanted to hear me say that other than i the, wanted to bring it up on the show because of you know because I, I i know anthony listens and also hi, this anthony. is sorry this is a this is a big deal like this is some people's like loved this show because it was one of those things that was on the surface it looked neat because it was an early cg show and then there was like actually something to it apparently uh-huh. and that's that's really cool i love when sh- when when cartoons do that to you you know uh, when you you think you're watching just some some cool kids show that looks neat with lasers and then all of a sudden it's like oh no i actually care what happens and that's neat and this is one of those shows that apparently does that and when somebody takes something like this that it's a beloved show. It's a relatively beloved thing. And they think, you know what we should do is we should make it half live action instead of all CG and basically just make it power Rangers. And I got to wonder even good power Rangers, the, the movie power Rangers. Like, like this is just, this just looks bad. This looks like mighty Morphin. This looks like Beetleborgs. Like Ooh, this is good. Paul, this Chris. is this. It, it, it looks awful. I, I have not seen a single person say a single good thing about this. And I got to wonder what is the point? Uh, like who at what point took this property and said, this is what we should do with it. And like, which appears to be a complete betrayal of everything that this show, that the show was good about in the first place. Why even make this reboot? It's not like it's this huge franchise that's gathering a lot of attention because of its name. Like you're not cook hooking new kids on calling this show reboot. Like it's just not going to happen. This baffles me. (laughs) Well, the trailer will be linked in our show notes. If you want to see what's baffling to us. (sighs) reboot a reboot oh my god and i still don't have firefly karen you posted up this next one from buzzfeed and it was very enjoyable (laughs) for me um parks and rec stars slam the nra for using a leslie how do you pronounce the last name nope nope (laughs) that's what i thought (laughs) i really wanted the k to be silent uh they post they take they sent out a tweet using a leslie nope gif and they were like yo Stop that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and <laughs> it got pretty cool. Like the, the the interactions, the back and forths. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe the original um, reply was from Michael Schur, who is EP or creator or something to do with Parks and Rec. And, you know, he said, you know, I don't like this. Please stop it. And also that uh, Amy Poehler doesn't have Twitter. But she texted me <laughs> and said, can you tweet the NRA for me and tell them I said fuck off? <laughs> and I love this phrase so much. I haven't been able to get it out of my head for a week since I saw this story. So as we speak, I am actually cross-stitching that quote from Amy Poehler. Because <laughs> I just love it so goddamn much. <laughs> There you go. It is now in the zeitgeist. Uh, it, check it out because there's a lot of the Twitter interactions between like a bunch of the people from the cast and like someone actually said how how did NRA, the NRA miss the opportunity to use Ron Swan, uh, Swanson and then they were like no and uh, hold on listen this eat shit slaughter agenda. Ba, 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 ba. I, I want to see how how they 
A man who, okay, this is what they feel Ron, how Ron would respond. A man who needs to hunt with a semi-automatic weapon is neither a hunter nor a man. I could actually see that character saying that. I could see his lips moving and hear the words coming out of his face. <laughs> out from under that glorious mustache. <laughs> that glorious, glorious mustache. Um, yeah, there you go, people. Check it out. And I like the little don't be a dope, vote like nope, fuck the NRA. <laughs> That's great. Yes. There's, I, and I think they somewhere in there credited the artist who came up with that. Nice. Don't be a dope thing. Uh, I'm looking at this near. I don't see uh, it. The It's somewhere uh, it'll be yeah. given, but it's not in that article. But yeah, check that out. Lots of fun. All right. Now, I'm not 100% sure how we're supposed to talk about this next one, Karen. Did Chris, did you read everything? Um, oh he yeah he did read it okay oh yeah the flash thing yeah yeah Yeah, the absurdity that is the flash iris suit up Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh it's so bad the costume is bad the theory is bad for getting her into the costume is bad there's a lot of everything about it is bad i'm not excited about it yeah well all right let me let's let's paraphrase um Iris is getting superpowers. Uh, the link in the show notes will be an explanation of how, why, and then an image of the ridiculous suit that she is wearing. Check it out. See for yourself. Tell us how you feel about the suit. Tell us how you is feel it about better it. or worse than the reboot trailer. <laughs> 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 I mentioned Alex Wyzek earlier. He posted about how terrible the reboot trailer was. And I said, is it better or worse than the new Ninja Turtles? And that ruined his day because for a minute he forgot about the new Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, it's Wyzek. Yeah. Oh, so much bad stuff. All right. Um, from Deadline, uh, we're getting Josh Stewart. <laughs> Floriana Lima and mm, very good Georgia Wingham uh, on the cast for season two of The Punisher. Now I recognize one of those people. So cool. I, I don't. I are, do. You, either of you have any experience with Josh or uh, Wingham? Nope. Okay. So there it is. There's just straight up information given. No opinions. <laughs> I'm happy to see Floriana Lima getting another role. They, me, the y- way that the way that she's been written off as Supergirl. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't I, love. I'm not caught up, so I do not know. Uh, who is who is this then? She, Maggie. Maggie. Oh, that's who that is. (laughs) I didn't even recognize her. I'm looking right at the picture. Okay. I'm not going to. I I mean, I know you don't care about spoilers, Evan. I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, (laughs) she's not on the show anymore. Mm -hmm. But you'd never know that because it's all Alex ever fucking talks about. And it's been Uh, quite a while. uh, Okay. All right. I see. Just I thought it like was every, um, every week, every episode, no matter what like emotional thing Alex is going going on with her, like three quarters of the episode, way through the episode, she'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, hey, Alex, are you OK? What's going on? And she's like, I miss Maggie. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, still. I miss Maggie. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> and like and, and it but it doesn't it's her motivation for everything which okay you go through a terrible breakup and it affects every part of your life i get it but this is tv and like get on with it yeah yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's, there's a lot, lot more storyline relationship going st- um, stuff going on in Supergirl that I'm not totally on board with, but all right. Uh, but it's still a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. So check that out. That means season two of Punisher is actually coming. That's another tidbit of information right there. Um, season two a premiere date has not been set for it yet. So as soon as we know, we'll let you know. Uh, I'm gonna skip the next one in the feed. Go to th- the the hollywood reporter and then cycle back and finish up with that one um hollywood reporter gives us a a little more information about yvette nicole brown um she's going to be starring in a new abc comedy from diablo cody and greg berlanti oh this is the greg berlanti one that's why i care about this okay so I like that it's the Greg Berlanti one. Like he doesn't have his fingers in four hundred and fifty six different shows. No, but it was this is the one that's different. Like I was like, why is Greg Berlanti doing this when he's it there unless one of the people in this show has a cape and a cowl, I don't understand. But we'll see. Um it's a comedy. it's about what it, what is it called? Like most likely to? Um high school people that went to the same high school find themselves coming back together later on in life where their situations have switched and changed and now they're dealing with their own children it's a multi-cam comedy i like diablo cody do you why mm-hmm. do you know i don't know i'm asking <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Ah, man, oh, i apologize chris is contagious <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so I, 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 I chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking fire both of you and just do this damn show myself. <laughs> this week on this week's episode, I fired both Chris and Evan. Um, so, yeah. Now, what has she done any other shows since Community? Other than the that... Weird she's cosplay. She's dead every other goddamn week. Yeah, she's yeah okay, and she did that cosplay show. Yes. All right. So now she's getting into scripted comedy, which she was good at. I liked her in Community. I thought she was very good, and it seems that she's going to play a similarly a similar character, I guess. Um, attitude wise, upbeat, positive, which was her character in the in Community. <sighs> there you go. Check that out. When that comes, I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm sorry, CBS or ABC or NBC. I don't know. If you're not on Netflix immediately, I'm probably going to be a while before I watch it. <sighs> Peak TV will be the death of us all. All right. And finally, something that hit me a little close to home. <laughs> all right. So when I read this, I got I had two feelings. One was upset and then... The feeling of, yeah, only this would happen to him. And it's not necessarily the situation. Kevin Smith has suffered a massive heart attack. Now he has survived. Okay. But he tweeted it from his hospital bed. Yep. With a photo. (laughs) 
<laughs> with oxygen and hospital gown. Uh, apparently, he had suffered a, a 100% blockage of his lad artery. Um, and had he not gone to the hospital when he did, he would have died. So, lucky duck. He has survived. And I'm just, he's, I, I don't know. I mean, he's been trying to, to, to get himself in better health and hopefully this will push him down that road a little further. Um, yeah. Yes. Big, much, very relieved that, uh, he is okay, but also let this, you know, serve as a reminder to everybody to listen to your own body yeah he can't he was he was scheduled to do two um comedy appearances and he did the first one it was at six o'clock a second one was at nine and he canceled the second one and went to the hospital and the doctor said it was very lucky that he did that because had he not he would have died so and nobody wants that nobody wants that all right. I certainly don't. I love Kevin's. I do too. I'm a big fan. Big fan. That's it, peeps. That's all I got. We that is that is it for the news this week. Chris? Yes. Are you ready? I suppose I'm ready. Also, I mean, I guess I should just say that uh, there was no Dragon Ball Super 60 second summary this week because there was no Dragon Ball Super this week. But uh Okay. But it's still going, right? Oh, it's still going. Okay. Oh, it's still going. This was supposed to be the week where we finally got to see Goku go all uh, uh, Ultra Instinct and fight Jiren. And like, now we're taking the week off. Some scheduling thing or whatever. I'm all, why'd you, why you do this? Why you do, <laughs> why this, you do to this to Dragon me? Ball? <laughs> well, I gotta wait another week. That's not, that's not fair. I'm sad. But you don't have to be sad because you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Watch the Oscars with me on March fourth at eight p.m. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we'll be uh, we'll be live tweeting that stuff. Evan, well, I will be. I'm not going to rope you two into it. <laughs> Evan, where can we find you on the twitters? I'm at geekade underscore Evan. Outstanding. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. And seriously, I say this every week, but leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new as often as we can. Back to you, Evan. Thank you. All right. It's my turn this week. And I was, you know, earlier in the day, I was writing down shows that I want to talk about. And I'm tired of doing the pilot episodes of shows that I want people to watch. So I have decided to dive in headfirst. We are going to watch Warehouse 13, episode, season three, episode 11, 
title of the episode is Emily Lake. One of the best episodes of this show. So, Warehouse 13, Season 3, Episode 11, Emily Lake. Watch it with us. So, that's your homework for the week. Join us next week, right here. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. That's a no good. <laughs> good night. Uh. And this concludes our broadcast day. <laughs>